you enjoy the shortened version of Minions? Yes, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, for those who haven't met me, my name is Stuart, and uh, just a little wrap-up on that movie. Um, minions, here they are. There's a few reasons I think we like Minions. Uh, one of them, of course, is that they are cute, and uh, they have some great names, like Bob, Kevin, and... Yes, I am named after a Minion. Um, they also, I think, have a very complicated sophisticated, deep level of humour. As I look out at the audience, I see uh, both those reactions amongst the group. Um, but anyway, perhaps the younger side of it finding that sense of humour more appealing. Um, the other reason I think that we like minions is that we can relate to them in some ways. Minions have, well, they have two sides to them. They are drawn towards the path of the bad guy, and they also can be really rather caring. And I think we can relate to those two things. We um, can relate to that draw towards doing the, the wrong path, going the wrong way, looking after ourselves, those selfish desires that we have deep within us. And we can also relate to this. I may not have the cutest eyes, the prettiest smile, gorgeous face, perfect body, but I have a caring heart. We have the potential for both of those things. We have the potential to go the wrong way. And because we're made in God's likeness, we have the potential to reflect a bit of him in our thinking and acting in the way that we um, care for others. Now, leading up to... Uh, well, a few weeks ago, we have this thing called Engage, where most of the morning is designed to show God's love, to get out there and help people. And leading up to it, in our children's program, Way to Go, I showed three video clips um, well, for the three weeks with these kids, this one called Vivian, about them doing some engaged-type activities. This little girl learnt about child slavery, and she decided she wanted to do something about it. So she, um, you can see just in the background a little bit of a lemon tree. She got to work and made a lot of homemade lemonade and was selling it, and her goal was to raise enough money to free 500 children from slavery. Well, you looked at another video, this little guy called Caden, he noticed a lot of people in his school didn't have lunch, that some people didn't have enough money to get lunch. So he went on a fundraising thing to make sure that every child in his school could have food. And uh, it got so big that it went to other schools as well. Or this guy, Joshua, he was four and a half when he was heading to church and he saw a homeless man with a sign that said, uh, need food. And he made it his mission to do something about it. It wasn't until he was a little bit older. You can see he's a bit older than that now. But he, mo he mobilised volunteers into a feeding program. Um, great stuff. That's the kind of potential we have to reflect a bit of God's care for us towards others. 
But we can also relate to this guy who wrote in the Bible, I know that my selfish desires won't let me do anything that is good. Even when I want to do right, I cannot. Instead of doing what I know is right, I do wrong. Basically, that means you want to do the right thing, or even when you want to do the right thing, you end up doing the wrong thing. We can relate to that. We can relate to the other. So how do we get a little bit more of this and a little bit less of this? That's the question. And I think that the guy who wrote that part that I just read out, his next chapter in the Bible was titled Living by the Power of God's Spirit. And I think that's a a clue. In fact, I think that's more than a clue. It is um, the way that we get a little bit more of what we need to and a little bit less of that other. Now, um, here's how it works. Here's how it starts off. Uh, It's pretty soon it's Easter time. We remember that Jesus died on the cross. He did that for us and then he came back to life. He beat death, came back to life to offer us life, real life. And that gives us a choice. We can choose to belong to him. And if we do, then God's spirit comes to live inside us. So if we choose to belong to him, God lives inside us. And that is how he starts to change us. A bit more detail, we go back to that passage, well, change us so that it's um, a little bit less of that. It's all about me. And a little bit more of this. I want to help. I want to do what God wants. Now, going back to that passage in the Bible, the one that was titled Living by Power of God's Spirit, here's what it says. It says... People who are ruled by their desires think only of themselves. Everyone who is ruled by the Holy Spirit thinks about spiritual things. So there's two different types of thinking. One is kind of a selfish thinking about what I want and my desires and me. And the other one is thinking about the good stuff. And uh, it uses the word here, rule. We can be ruled by one or ruled by the other. So what does it mean to be ruled by our desires? If you want something really, really badly that you can't think about anything else and all you tend to think about is that one thing, then you can be ruled by that. Or we can be ruled by God's spirit. Does that mean he makes us into like robots or puppets where he's forcing us to do what he wants? Well, the next bit explains that further. God's Spirit doesn't make us slaves who are afraid of Him. Instead, we become His children and call Him our Father. So the writer, whose name was actually Paul in this part of the Bible, he explains that God doesn't want to make us into slaves. It's like He's the parent and we're the children. So that part that that talks about being ruled really is an understanding of who's in charge. Like in a, in a family, the children understand that the parents are in charge and that's how it works with this. Unfortunately though, in some families, the children don't quite get that. They want to rule the household and it turn the place into a battlefield. And sometimes that happens with us and God as well. It's like we want to rule. We want things our way. 
And um, the first thing that needs to happen for us to be heading in the right direction to reach that potential to reflect God's character, the first thing that needs to happen is that we need to let go of this. We need to say, God, you're the one in charge, not to be like Scarlet Overkill. We need to be more like the minions looking for a boss, but not an evil boss, a loving, caring boss, the perfect boss, which of course God is. God doesn't want to dominate us, force us to do what he wants, but he leads us, as you can see here. Only those people who are led by God's Spirit are his children. The word here that is used is led. He wants to lead us like a loving, caring parent, not dominate us. And the word here for father that's used in this bit is the like the cuddly daddy, not the distant authoritarian daddy so how does this work if we choose to belong to him and his spirit comes and lives within us then each day we start the day by saying God you're the one in charge you're my boss and we remember that we're his children and he's like a big loving father to us who guides us through life and leads us through life and we find then our thinking starts to change. Our desires start to change. Living with God's guidance is really, really awesome. If this is all new to you, if this is something you're thinking, I've not even been a part of this, then the first question is, if you wanted to start off, was, do I want to be part of God's family? God is offering to adopt me. He's offering to include me as part of his family. Then the choice to start off with is to accept that or reject it. To say, yes, God, I'd love to be part of your family. Or to say, no, I'd continue to go on my own. Thanks. That's the first choice. If we've already made the choice to belong to God, then... The next step for us is to find a way to continually remind ourselves to start that day by saying, God, you rule my thinking. God, help me to have thinking that is set on the good stuff, not on selfish desires. We're going to uh, have a song to think a little bit about this. And um, the chorus of the song is taken from this same passage of the Bible. The chorus of the song says, I'm no longer a slave to fear, I am a child of God, which is based on that Bible verse I showed you before, that God doesn't make us into slaves who are afraid of him, but he accepts us as his children. As we have the song, it will be a good moment to reflect. Who's, who's really in charge? Is it King Me or is God really in charge and think about how awesome it is to be led by a loving caring father